Yo, today's QOT is money is neither good nor bad. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got Stuart Wild on the show today. And today, Stuart is going to talk about where your limiting beliefs around money came from. I'm going to talk about this a little bit in next week's free class. And, um, you know, here's the thing. Here's why this stuff doesn't work, my friends. You know, I've talked about many times the creative formula, right? We can all say it together. Be, do, have. You got to be the person who does the stuff to have what you want. You have to become somebody different to have something different. We all know that. However, we may buy such and such a book or go to such and such a seminar in what they're teaching. And this is okay because the stuff works. It's just that we don't follow through on it. 5% of the people actually follow through. The other 95% of people don't. There's a reason for that. And it's because the money gurus are teaching financial doing. They're telling you what to do so you can have financial abundance and be prosperous. They're teaching do, have, be. That's why most people don't do it. They don't follow through on it because they're not becoming somebody else. Your being is based on what you believe to be true. What do you think? How do you feel about money? How do you think and feel about people who have money? How do you think and feel about your deservingness? You your deservingness of having more money in your life. You will never do the plan until you figure that stuff out, until you change the way that you think and feel about money. And one of the first steps that you take is identifying those limiting beliefs that you have. And you may not even have them consciously. You have them subconsciously, and they're running the show. Because, as you know, if you think and feel that people who have money are greedy, miserable people, your brain's never going to let you have any money because then you become, it's going to say, it's going to think, well, you're going to just going to become a greedy, miserable person if you get your finances together. So we run into these conflicts. And that's what I really want to talk about in next Tuesday's class is getting past the emotional and mental blocks that are keeping that flood of abundance from coming into your life. Because the doing stuff is great, but if it's not who you are, you'll never do it long term. You will always sabotage yourself. That's why I really want you to sign up for my free class again next Tuesday. Go to freemoneyclass.com. Get signed up. Can't wait to see you there. Here's Stuart. I believe that as an individual, you can be in this circle of activity that describes the physical plane and you can scratch and you can hollow and you can thump and scream and rip people off and compete with them and shove and push and you can become wealthy. 
you can drag yourself out of the programming, out of the circumstances. But my way is, I feel, more fluid and simpler, and that's basically to work upon your intentions, to work upon your concentration, and to move into a pattern that allows wealth to come to you naturally. Because the other system where you're sort of scratching and biting to get money, it's almost like your wealth means somebody else's poverty. Where my way is, you can become wealthy and then allow everybody else through your wealth to become even richer. It's not like there's any limit to how much is out there. And it's not like there's any limit to how much money you can have. There are millions and millions of dollars every day that are lost and left lying around and people die and they just leave it in little sort of carrier bags someplace. You know, there's millions of opportunities for cash at no effort at all. And it's not like you becoming wealthy is going to detract from somebody else at all. Because we're not living in a finite world. We're not living in a world that only has this much resources or this much wealth. There are more resources to be discovered. There are more creative ways of doing things. There's always an ever-expanding amount of wealth. And what you're doing as an individual is, you're saying, listen, I'm happy to concentrate on making money because I understand that if I don't concentrate on making money, I won't have anything. You know, if you concentrate on the phantom rapist, the phantom rapist comes out of the woodwork and bites you on the bum. If you, if you concentrate on money, you get money. But of course, the societies and the way we teach our children disengages them from money. It disengages them from having wealth because we teach our kids, hey, it's not okay to be wealthy. You know, the meek will inherit the earth. The God force doesn't want you to be wealthy. It just wants you to be this little thing and being terribly poor and being terribly thankful for the little itty bitty that you got, you know. But of course, that's not true. That's just a load of hogwash that was handed down over thousands of years. You know, the life force could give a damn how much money you have or don't have. It is not emotionally involved in whether you're okay or not okay. If you're doing splendidly, then your splendidness will help others because you'll be doing economic things, creative ideas, you'll be spending your money, hiring people. You know, you're helping the world by becoming powerful. And yet we look at a physical plane where everything is designed to not allow us to become powerful. As you come into the physical plane, as soon as you're born, or some people would say even before you're born, that mind of yours is beginning to record every feeling, every event, everything that's ever been said to you, and you suck all of that up. You know, you can put a person in a hypnotic trance, and you can take them back to when they were 11 years old, to their birthday party or something like that, and you can have them tell you how many people were there, what their names were, how many cans of of Coke they drank, how many packets of Jell-O was eaten, who did what. Everything is in your life. Everything is all there, how many steps you took from the parking lot to your seat right now, you have a memory of all of that. And you imagine this small babe, and it's lying there, and it's sucking in all this information. Okay, and it's born to parents who think that, like, working hard is honorable, that you have to work hard to make it through the physical plane, you know. Well, let me ask you a question. How many of you here thinking that, like, think that, like, you have to work hard to make money, or you've been taught that you have to work hard to make money? Let me see your hands. Okay. You see, they sold you that. They sold you that. The people that run this circle of activity, okay, sold you that because they wanted you to work for them. You know, they wanted you to work hard for them, okay? And so basically speaking, we, we buy into that working hard is honorable or working hard is how you make money. Making money has nothing to do with working hard. It's nothing to do with effort or struggle. It's mostly a matter of being balanced and organized. And as you begin to center on your creativity, people show up that want to be a part of that creativity, want to be a part of that action. They feel your security, your strength, and they sign up for it and they pay you for it. So it's a simple transference of energy. You transfer them an idea and they transfer you another idea called money. As you look at that, you understand that like this small child inside this body, it begins to suck in all of these belief patterns and it has no volition of, you know, as to what is going to go in there. You know, whatever goes in there is whatever goes in there. So if the mum and dad are fighting over the rent, that's in your subconscious mind. 
You know, if your mother's into sort of saving and clipping little coupons and there's a big stack of them in the kitchen, again, that's in your mind. Save coupons. There isn't going to be enough to eat. You know, you know, reserve this. You know, eat the leftovers. You know, do this and do that. And I'm not saying you've got to waste stuff as you go through the physical plane because I don't really agree with that either. But we take on whatever our mom and dad or our father and our mother thought. And, of course, so many of our... Our fathers and mothers came out of a generation when there was a depression, when there was a great amount of difficulty, and so they're not able to express a more transcendent, more fluid understanding of money. Today we live in the largest and most fast-moving capitalist society in the world, and there's, there's, there's millions, there's billions that are moving around at any one given moment. And yet here is this mind that takes on all this sort of stitching time saved nine and a penny saved is a penny earned. And we take on that mentality and then we wonder when as we go out into the physical plane as young adults or, or, or as teenagers or we go out into the workforce, we begin to resonate that into the, into the life force. And the life force or the energy that the force field that we're in reflects back to us exactly what we believe, exactly what we, 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 we put out there. And it gives us back struggle. It gives us back... The is not enough. It gives us back, you know, work for no wages, save your money in case something dreadful happens, do this and, and defend that and, and, you know, and if people don't like this or don't like that, sue them for the money or go chase them for the money. But, but you know, there isn't enough and that whole energy of, of like there not being enough and there isn't going to be enough for you to get through is sold to you as a way of disenfranchising and controlling you. Inside this circle, everybody believes life to be real. And the circle is created, as I said, by this electromagnetic energy that leaves your body, which I believe is created by the oscillation of the brain waves. And so as we look in this physical plane, we're looking at a physical plane that deals totally with manipulation, totally with restriction, and totally making sure that you don't come out of the pack, okay? As you're going through the physical plane, you're taking in everything that you hear, everything that you feel, everything that's ever said to you, and you're also taking in all the rest of the energy. You're taking in energy subliminally, you're taking energy in below your threshold of consciousness that you don't, are not even aware that you're taking it in. And we know from the subliminal tapes that we sell through our catalogs and so on, that the, that, that the mind has an ability to hear affirmations that are placed 40 decibels below regular earshot. And so we have a track of music that rides up and down, you know, getting louder and softer. And underneath this track of mu music is a loop tape that runs these very powerful affirmations that are designed to create behavioral change. And as that loop, or as that loop rides up and down with the music, it stays 40 decibels at all times below the music, below the earshot. And we know from our research and the research that's been done in various universities in the United States that the inner mind hears that and accepts it. And yet think of you, you know, you're going through life and how many sounds and how many feelings and how many opinions are you a part of that are very debilitating, that are very weakening, that you may not have chosen, but that became a part of your mind, you know? Like you'd be at the supermarket and like somebody in two, two, you know, two lines or two aisles further over to the right might sort of pick up a can of beans and go, oh, look at the price of those beans, the world's falling apart, bong. And that would enter your mind if it was 40 decibels below your regular earshot. So you're a product of not only what society has told you you can't have, not only what your parents told you you couldn't have, but you're also a product of all the thoughts and feelings of the people around you. You can't sit next to somebody in an audience like this and not pick up whatever they are. Their feelings are booming out and they're pervading your feelings, okay?
And uh, if you want to change your seat in the break, feel free, you know? But basically speaking, you're it. If a person touches you, there's an energy transfer. If they look at you, there's an energy transfer. And so can you imagine this young being that's coming into the physical plane, who doesn't have, an, have necessarily any experience of how to do it, and being debilitated with all of this stuff, and then going out, putting that energy into the universal law, and getting back exactly what they put in, and they put in for struggle and difficulty and hard work and lack and not enough, and the universal law gives them back that stuff, and then they can say, you see, life's really hard, okay? And each one of us came out of that same product. So for you to get out of that energy pattern, you have to push against it. You have to literally force yourself to allow yourself to be in control of the money that you make and to master the money. And the mastery of money for me is, as I said, not necessarily becoming very, very wealthy, but being in control. So you spend less than you earn and you earn enough to buy yourself all the experiences that you're ever going to want on the physical plane. When you think about it, you create a creativity, you create a product or an idea, it's energy, it comes from consciousness. Then you take it out to the people, they respond to it positively, and they give you money, which again is energy. Money is neither good nor bad. You know, the folk that said that money is the root of all evil or the love of money is the root of all evil, they, they just didn't have any. Because you've got to have money to get through the physical plane. You know, you've got to have it. And of course, what happened was that we were taught that somehow money and spirituality didn't mix. And yet when you meet a person that is truly spiritual, they'll have a lot of energy, and so automatically they'll have a lot of money. In the olden days, let's say in 500 BC or something like that, it was fine for a person to withdraw and to go up in the mountain and sit under the banyan tree or whatever they wanted to sit under, and to pull away from the commerce of things and to contemplate upon, you know, the light of God or whatever it is they wanted to do. But you didn't, you, you, know, you weren't born there. Or if you were, you know, right now you're here, you're in commerce, you're in travel, you're in making things happen. It's a totally different society. And I feel you could transcend by pulling out and sitting up on a mountaintop. But once you had the power, you would have to come back down into the physical plane and do something with it. And so the philosophies that came out of poverty and seeing it as beautiful and seeing it as righteous came out of a time when there wasn't anything to do. You know, Buddha couldn't turn on the video and watch a couple of videos and play his CD player. He only had sitting under the, under the tree. You know, sitting under the Bodhi tree was the only game in town. So that's what he did, you know. And, but we're not in that time. We're action-oriented, we've got things to do, there's people you've got to meet, there's things you've got to build and create, there's, there's children that have to be brought up and developed into strong and powerful human beings, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for individuals that are prepared to push against the system without confronting it, because the system will never look after you. You know, it's not designed to. And if you look at the history of man, all the governments have let all the people down all of the time, you know? And if you don't believe that, you don't know anything about history. You know, you might want to repeat it after me. All of the governments let all of the people down all of the time. All right, my friend, that was Stuart Wilde wrapping up the week on a Finance Friday. His website is stewardwild.com. You can watch this entire talk. It's about an hour long on the YouTube, but it's called The Mastery of Money by Stuart Wilde. Go to freemoneyclass.com, my friends. Get signed up for next week's free class I'm teaching called Five Things the Money Gurus Never Tell You How to Take Control of Your Finances Without Skipping Lattes, Working More Hours, and Feeling Like You're Missing Out on Life. We're going to get deeper than the financial doing. We're going to talk about what I call financial being. That's where it's at. Be, do, have. See you there. Have a fantastic weekend. I'm out. Peace.